What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're going to be talking about why do your hips pop or hip clunk. We're going to learn why your hips pop, what exactly is happening, and some ways to start addressing that. This topic, as most of my topics, come from or is inspired by a current client of mine. She's dealing with this issue right now. For over a month, she's been dealing with what I'm going to call her recent episode of hip popping, which is painful and annoying, and it has been coming and going for a couple of years now. It's been keeping her from exercising consistently as she wants. So as we went over her daily activities, the things that she does, her job, and we started going over some things that start contributing or have been contributing to this hip pop, this is what I explained to her. And I want to share it with you for those who have been experiencing similar things. First thing up, we have to explain what's happening and why. So that hip pop, which is most likely to be painful, but mostly annoying, is coming from a muscle called our psoas muscle. This psoas muscle attaches from the front of our lumbar spine, so from the front of our low back. Yes, you heard that right. If we were to like move our intestines and move our diaphragm, we could literally touch the front of this psoas muscle. So it attaches from the front of our low back, our low back, our lumbar spine to our hip, so that bony part on the front of our hip. What our psoas is meant to do is its primary goal is to flex our hip, but sometimes it works as a spine stabilizer. And what that means is because our core isn't stable enough, because our spine doesn't feel stable enough, our psoas decides it is going to take on that job. So as we extend our leg, when we go from a bent knee to a straight knee, that psoas is supposed to lengthen over and go over that bone in the front of the hip. But what seems to happen is because that psoas is so tight, it's under so much tension because it's acting as a spine stabilizer and the hip has now become secondary, it does not lengthen as it should. And when you go to extend your knee, you get that that pop over and it's that psoas literally popping over or clunking over that bone in the front of the hip. That happens a lot when you're going from a seated position to a standing because your hip goes from flexion into extension. That happens a lot when I have clients tell me that they're doing uh, bicycle crunches or mountain climbers when that hip pop occurs. The reason why that occurs is because your core isn't stable enough. Now, we could talk about core stability and the muscles that make up our core and how to train them on a different episode because there's so much that goes into that. But for the basis of this, just knowing that improving your core stability and improving your spinal stability is something that would really help with this hip pop. Like I mentioned, some things that can be contributing to it. Now, for those who sit down a lot, this is a huge contributing factor. Our hip is constantly in a flexion pattern, and then we go from after sitting for, I'm sure some of you have sat for three hours straight at your desk, four, five, sometimes even eight, and then you do that, and then you go from a hip flexion or seated or to a standing position. If that psoas hasn't been stretched or lengthened properly, you are going to constantly get that hip pop. So sitting too much can cause that because that hip is in a constant flexion. 
not stretching your your hip flexor properly. Now, I know you've probably seen the typical hip flexor stretch, which is where you're in this half kneeling position, you tuck in your pelvis underneath, and you feel that stretch at the top of that hip. That is a great stretch. However, our psoas muscle crosses over that hip and into our low back. So we have to have an upper body component with it. We have to make sure that we're stretching both ends of that muscle. So... Another way to add into that is if you are going to do that hip flexor stretch, putting both your hands above your head and adding some low back, some extension in there is a way that we can start stretching out or lengthening the top part of that psoas. And later on, I want to show you how we can take this seated position that goes from hip flexion to hip extension and put it on our back so we can train our hip flexor to do its job. But I'll show that movement later on. Next thing you need to focus on or that could be contributing to it is the fact that you don't have any stability or strength in your hip flexor. We spend so much time stretching those out, but how often do you say that we strengthen them? I'll share with you all later on a couple of exercises that you can help strengthen that hip flexor. We help making that make that stronger. We create more stability in that area. Then we can also pick up and start creating more stability in our core. Last but not least not using your core as you should, okay? Some people I'm learning are not familiar with or know exactly how to properly brace their core. They think that sucking in is the answer, and it is not. We have to know how to feel our entire trunk, 360 degrees, and be able to brace our core and breathe. In doing that, when we go to move other limbs around, it won't affect us as much, all right? One of the biggest things I talk about with one of my favorite exercises, which is definitely coming up, which is a dead bug marching while you're pushing up against the wall to help brace your core, is the importance of being able to control our breath, brace our core as we move the rest of our limbs around it. If we can't control our core, if we can't keep our spine stable, then those exercises that I mentioned that you're trying to do, your hip is going to consistently pop because it feels like it has to do both jobs and it's doing too much. If you've been following me on Instagram for a while, or even on YouTube, then you hear me harp about if one area of our body doesn't have what it needs, whether that's stability or mobility, then it has to grab it from somewhere else. And that's exactly what happens when it comes to our psoas, our hip flexor. Our spine doesn't have the proper stability. Or our core doesn't feel like it has the proper stability. Well, it needs help to sit up straight. It needs help to make sure you don't legit fall over. So it takes what's the closest muscle that's connected to it. And in this case, it's the psoas, a.k.a. the hip flexor. If you don't have proper stability in your core, then it grabs it for the next possible joint, which is in your hip, by using that hip flexor. So we have to use all of our muscles correctly to make sure that they're doing their own job because eventually they're going to fatigue, they're going to strain, and that's exactly what's happening when it comes to that hip pop. That psoas muscle is so tight, it's under so much tension because it's trying to carry on too many things. That's why in doing things like bicycle crunches, you're on your back, your hip is going from a flexion to an extension, so a knee bent to a knee straight, and probably every time you straighten one of those legs, if not both, you're getting that hip pop over and over. That's because our core isn't stabilizing, so we should regress back and try something else besides bicycle crunches that still allow us to work our core. That's a perfect segue into some of these movements I'm going to provide for you. And I'm going to tag them in the episode notes so you can follow them over on our YouTube channel so you can start doing them while you're in the comfort of your own home. First thing first, and you know I was going to bring it up, diaphragmatic breathing. I 
feel like we undervalue how important breathing is and how important proper breathing is. Our diaphragm is the top of our core. And it's right above our psoas. If we're not breathing right, we can't brace right. If we're not bracing right, then our psoas doesn't have the ability to actually chill out when it comes to stabilizing the core and do its main job for the hip. So diaphragmatic breathing on your back, first movement. Next movement, heel slides. When you're on your back doing this, this is the movement that I mentioned earlier that's going to involve you taking that stance where we go from seated to standing or knee bent to knee extension and putting it on our back to take away gravity and a lot of our body weight. And doing this movement, you're on your back, you're pushing your heel into the table or the floor as you're sliding your knee from that bent position to a straight position. You're also making sure that you're bracing your core doing this. This is a way that we brace one side of that psoas muscle, the part of the muscle that's above the hip, as we slowly extend the hip. This is a great way to not only start embrace, start engaging your core while you're moving your other limbs, but it's also the proper way to lengthen out your psoas. It's a lot better than doing that typical hip flexor stretch when it's in this scenario. So heel slides are one of my favorite movements to do for this. It's the first one that I provide to clients, and I'll make sure I tag it at the bottom. Next one, doing a lat stretch off of the bench. Now, I know that you're like, well, why are we stretching our lats? Well, for one, our lats do attach down to our low back. And if they're so tight, that causes a tilt on our pelvis, which can then on the opposite end affect our psoas. But the main purpose of this stretch is the fact that when I mentioned that we have to move what's above our hip and not just below it. So in this position, our knees are bent and our psoas is in a shortened position because our knees are bent. But instead of extending our legs out and trying to stretch it out and lengthen it out the bottom of that psoas, we're going to drop our hands above our head, below our head, off the bench or off a table in order for us to stretch the above parts of the psoas. So we're holding that hip flexor into one section by bending our knee and I'm stretching the top part, the top that attaches from our hip flexor from that bone in the front of our hip to the front of our spine. So stretching out the front of that psoas helps tremendously. Next one up is the curl up. This is one of my favorite moves from Dr. Stuart McGill. And the purpose of this is to be able to lay on our back, one knee bent, one knee straight, and bring our shoulders and head up just off the floor enough so that we start to engage and fill it in our core muscles. This is a great way to start creating some spinal stability while you're working on your hip flexors as well. And last but not least, and this is something later on down the road, this is a movement that you'll start doing once you start relieving that hip pop. If your hip is still popping when you're going into this next movement, then your problem is not solved yet, okay? So regress back and either start working on these previous movements that I provided for you or hit me up and we can get in on an assessment so I can figure out exactly what's going on and give you an individualized plan to help stopping that hip hop. But this next movement is a hip flexor marks. March. So this is when you're on your back, you have a resistance band wrapped around both of your feet while one leg is straight, knee extended, you flex or bring the other knee up towards your chest. With that resistance band, you're going to hold it for three to five seconds. You should feel it in the front of that quad, so in that hip flexor, then you release and go to the other side. This is now starting to strengthen your hip flexor. And we're doing this based on a resistance band and your body weight. Now, if you're in this position and you realize that as you start to bring your knee up to your chest or even as you start to extend it down that you're still experiencing that hip pop, even if it isn't hurting, then we need to regress back and start doing some other things. That just means that your hip flexor isn't lengthened yet 
enough for us to start strengthening it. We have to build a proper foundation before we start to build strength upon it. All right. But once you are there and once you are ready to start strengthening your hip flexor, that is my next go to movement. So I hope that you guys found this super valuable. I hope that you learned how to help solve some of your problems when it comes to your hip pop. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better and be resilient. I'll have you all in the next episode.